have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the mad Glenn Stansberry. Mad? Like mad crazy or angry? Maybe both. Mm. It's March Madness time. Oh, <laughs> yes. So I think you might be mad. I have the madness. Angry. I'm, I might be angry <laughs> come Friday. That's right. Unless you have 100% on your bracket challenge, right? Uh, yeah. If I'm, go- if I'm good on the bracket challenge, uh, Brian and I have a bracket challenge. We're not talking about the one where you win like a million dollars. No. Because that's just that's child's play. We have right. an actual high stakes uh, bracket pool. Uh, only two people are in the bracket. and um, Very exclusive. Yep. Very exclusive. Uh, if you're a co-founder of Gentleman, you get to be in. That's right. Uh, it does have its perks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, we bet... Uh, like I said, it's high stakes. We bet on a basket of wings. That's right. The winner takes all for glory. You know, it's kind of like that movie Trading Trading Places. Have you seen that? Uh, is that the one with Richard Pryor and it's Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Okay, what am I? Th- and these two old guys have a wager yes. about Dan Aykroyd, and I'm not going to explain it all. But basically, uh, they the bet that they have is for one dollar, and they're both really rich. Yeah. And so the the point is, and neither of us are rich, but the point is, wow. rich in love. <laughs> well, yeah, rich, rich in life. Yeah. Um, but the point is that you make this huge deal over something, and it doesn't matter how much is on the line, money wise. It's all about pride, and that's the most important thing. And like our podcast, well, no, not like our podcast. Like our wager, the real winner in the movie is Eddie Murphy, right? Well, Andy Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, yes. I guess they both win. Yeah. So, sort of. Don't want to give it away too much. In oh, case right, 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 yes, yeah. We don't want well, to go around spoiling movies. Right, a well. movie from the 70s. 80s? It's the 80s. Early 80s? It's Yeah, it's pretty early. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's settled. All right, we got that squared away, right? <laughs> yes. And um, speaking of getting it settled, Glenn. Hmm. We're co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is like March Madness every day. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So these, everybody goes all crazy during March for it's their brackets and their office pools and all that stuff. Hmm. And, you know, you can have that same joy and excitement every single day of the year by going to Gentleman.com. I don't know exactly how. You have to make your make your own fun, you know? Choose your adventure. Post something and then see how many how many people like it. That's right. You know how many mustaches get clicked. That's right. Sometimes you come out on top. Sometimes you're the one clicking the mustache. That's right. Everybody wins. That's right. There are no um, losers. But it's really just about having fun, uh, learn a little something, mm-hmm. and enjoying yourself. That's right. Um, having fun and enjoying yourself are kind of the th- same thing. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that's neither here nor there, Glenn. Mm. And once you've uh, experienced that joy in your life of Gentleman.com, mm-hmm. you should hop on over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can uh, listen to 154 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. You can find the links we're going to talk around in this episode. 
Uh, so if you want to click on anything and read any of the stories we talk about on here, it's going to be there. Uh, you can also see some of the previous beers we rated, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then once you've uh, listened to all 154 previous episodes, I realize this is a long list of things you have to do. <laughs> but with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. Uh, we, you know, look. We demand a lot. Well, <laughs> from, yeah. From you. Yes. And the consequences? Severe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dissatisfaction being one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll give you a stern talking to. Mm-hmm. Um. Once you once you listen to the podcast, <laughs> you're probably going to get in touch with us because mm. you're going to have questions. You're going to have mm-hmm. concerns. Definitely going to have concerns. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're going to have questions, but there'll be cons- some concerns. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So you can uh, address those concerns by getting in touch with me and Glenn at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We'll get your letter. We will talk about it on the general podcast. We will answer any questions, concerns you have, and uh, we're going to put that letter on the legendary. Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is Hall of Fame. And um, so anyway, join the greats, the Mount Rushmore of gentlemen, <laughs> by sending a letter to the gentleman mailbag. And if you can't do that, uh, we have a little tiny little hill that's next to Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And that's for people that send emails. Yep. And you get a little sticker on, right. the, on the uh, bottom of the wall. Digital sticker. Digital sticker that rotates. <laughs> It's LED. Very no, frequently. <laughs> it frequently rotates uh, for the people that send emails to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. But we figured we, we should, you know, it's a digital world now. You should really start kind of equal yeah. footing that that thing. But, you give uh, it the times. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn, all right. Uh, now that we've got that all worked out, uh, let's get into the meat of the episode, which is the drink of the week this week. All right, Brian. My turn for the drink of the week. And I've this brewery that we're going to feature... I have had a few of their beers, and I've had mixed reviews. Um, I've had a great beer, a nut brown ale, I think it was, and then I had maybe a lager, an Oktoberfest, something like that, and I was like, eh, not quite so good. So, this will be kind of a test here. This is called uh, the Lemon Drop Pale Ale by Zipline. Now, this is a brewery from Lincoln, Nebraska. Oof, uh, problem right Brian's there. favorite town. Um, and it is, uh, let me just give you a little background on it. It's a lemon. It has lemon candy aromas that spring from this golden pale ale. While copious additions of lemon drop and citra hops provide a burst of citrus zest. The alcohol by volume is six percent. It's pretty high. The IBUs forty. Mm, that's, that's up there. We're getting an IPA range, Brian. Yeah, that's um, for us. It is. Yeah, it is. Now, how hoppy it will taste depends on the types of hops. Like you said, these are the lemon drop and citra. Brian and I typically aren't IPA guys. In fact, we detest them. We don't detest them. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I don't detest them, but I don't. I don't buy them. I don't go for them. Here's what's going to happen if I come to your house and you offer me an IPA, right? Right. I'm going to take it <laughs> and I'm going to drink it. Yeah. And I'm going to look you in the eye and yeah. I'm going to thank you heartily for it. Right. Although I wouldn't choose it for myself. Right. If yeah. somebody offers me an IPA, right. I'm not the type of person no. that would ever decline such a thing. Well, any beer, right? Budweiser. You know, you don't P- go over to people. We've covered this many Red times Dog. throughout the 154 right. episode history. You right. don't go to somebody's house and they offer you a beer and say, eh, right. I don't like that. Right. You take the beer. You take the beer and you appreciate it. You And you like it. So that's how I feel about IPAs. Mm-hmm. Typically don't order them at restaurants. Right. I mean, you know, once in a while on a summer day. Yeah. 
it's it feels right, you know. And yes, yeah. and if you go to the restaurant and it's they have ten beers and nine of them are IPAs. Yeah, which is basically every restaurant in the world right now. <laughs> right. So you pick the least of you know. Right. So yeah, least of the win uh, in Rome. These, so win in Rome. But yeah, so we're, this is a hoppy uh, pale ale. Okay. And I, I enjoy pale ales a good deal, yeah. especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it feels like a springy kind of beer, full of zest, full of vigor, which is what we need for this week, Brian. Starting right. Thursday, the That's happiest right. week of the year. Yeah. March Madness week. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, oh, right. the price. Yes, the price. Eight ninety nine. Oh, which is kind of nice. Right about where we roll. Right about average. nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite. You know, fantastic, but it's uh, eight fifty. Yeah, in the neighborhood of nice. Eight fifty is our is our median in Lawrence, Kansas, right now. Yeah. Oh, Although wait, I didn't check the 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 beer almanac lately but I, I think that's about right yeah i was gonna say uh, with inflation and all that you know uh, it seems like maybe we should mo- uh, move that median value up. you think up yeah i think 8.99 i think 8.99 in that area would probably be a good we'll have to consult we'll have to look at the actuary tables yeah but yeah the actuary tables the actuary, yeah exactly beer actuary actuary tables mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll have mm-hmm. to check into that i'll just yeah You're i'll just, just have the mts computer uh handle that actually oh yeah it's already built in i forgot yeah. you 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 had the recent upgrade. Yeah. To the module. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, give these a test drive and see what happens. Cheers. Cheers. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm trying to... It's really lemony. It's kind of a shock to the senses at first, but yeah. really... It's not too bad. This is a good kind of summery pale ale. Yeah. It's not bad at all. That's a good pale ale. Mmm. And I don't typically like the fruity beers, but I do, I mean, like actual fruit in the beer. Yeah. Um, this is good. Hops are a little a little bitter mm-hmm. for my for my liking. Yeah, I, was, I wish they would dial it down just a little bit. But, but hey. Know, to each their own, mm. I suppose. Not okay. everybody can be a beer smellier like we are. Right. All the practice, years of hard years work, of staying up late, yeah. studying. Yeah. It's been rough. Six pack after six pack after six. <laughs> I should be a beer smallie by now. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, let, let me uh, let me type some facts into our uh, award-winning mustache twist scale computer. Now, this mm. computer, as most people know, mm. is our proprietary algorithmic, algorithmic-based Artificial intelligence injected, Bitcoin powered, beer rating computer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the first of its kind. Yeah, it's nothing's ever been built like this. Groundbreaking and revolutionary. Yeah, I hate obviously. To, yeah, I mean we're we're dumbing down right the rhetoric here, so we don't you know sound like yeah. full of ourselves. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but um, life changing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna change the world. Right. One beer rating at a time, but go over Nobel. Uh, the point, <laughs> yes, the point is that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to type some facts in the MTS computer, uh, which you'll hear here in a second, and then the mustache with scale computer will print out a unique report that details a lot of facts about the computer. But really, what it comes down to is it's going to give us an empirical, emphatical, unbelievably accurate score for mm-hmm. the zipline. 
lemon, lemon drop, drop pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> but Glenn, if yeah. you mm. before I type all this stuff in mm-hmm. and I get the rating, if you mm. were going to put a rating on this beer, what would you put your rating at? You mean just you know, just, just how you just, feel. Just a, Okay. You know, sometimes they have these websites like yep. Beer Snob where people yep. t- like log in and then they rate the beer based on how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, but um, let's see. Let's see, the price is pretty average. Yep. Um, Alcohol is a little bit higher than normal. Yeah, you could taste a little, bit too. a little bit higher. Hoppy, um, it's, it's, it's a little hoppy. hoppier than yeah. I'd like. So for a pale ale, I would say this is an eight point three. I was going to go eight point four. Yeah. I think it's actually, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I try to think about it as like if I liked hops more, I think I would. Enjoy, yeah, you know, so. it's a great beer. I mean, for what it is, it's a really good beer. Okay, um, but, but Brian, you bring up. I mean, it doesn't matter what we think. That's Obviously, right. We have this. Right. Thankfully, we have the computer to take care of that for us. Right. We don't have to think anymore, really. Right. We just let the computer do the stuff. Right. So um, let me type some facts in. Okay. Okay. okay? Sure. So we said that the price was eight ninety nine. Yes. And this computer is so powerful; it doesn't matter which order you put these figures in. Really? Yeah, you, it's it's not order dependent. New. Oh yeah, wow! So you, you really have, you mix up the done some work or spring stuff, break. So, uh, and then the alcohol by volume is six percent. Mm-hmm. The IBUs are forty, and it is a pale ale with accents of lemon. Yes. Okay. That should be all the data that the MTS computer needs to know. Now, mm-hmm. it should go off, and uh, relatively soon here, I will <laughs> hear the printout finishing, which I do very just about now. Oh, there it is. And uh, I'm going to get up and go get this print off. Okay. And uh, you, oh. why don't you, but you, we, uh, you looked up beersnob.com. Yeah. Do you, so why don't you go ahead and, and tell the people what we found out from beersnob.com while I okay. go and get this report. Okay. Well, while you're getting that, Brian. Yeah. Brian, uh, okay. You're seeing the other room. Okay. Um, all right. I'll talk loudly so you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So the people at beersnob.com, we, we go over there and uh, just to, just to kind of like fact check, uh, <laughs> fact check our, our, you know, our thoughts and our, uh, you know, our, our take on the beer. And, um, but beersnob.com, they're, well, they're called what they are for a reason. I mean, let's let's call it what it is here. Um, they have given the Zipline Brewing Company Lemon Drop Pale Ale a six point one four. Six point one four. Sounds more like a seven. Yeah, a seven. What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I think you're right, Brian. We'll go with with us. I believe it's a seven four four. That's yeah. That's what I said. Uh, meant seven four four. Yeah, we have to seven four four. We have to do mm-hmm. some computations to. Right. So we have. It's very complicated. We have to compare this to our scale, so right. it has to be to right. that same scale, which takes a considerable amount of effort just to get there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, especially then, for me, um, yeah, seven point four four. So, uh, I've got the MTS report. I'm going to thumb through this, okay. and we're going to find out what the empirical and fatical, okay. unbelievably accurate score okay. uh, from the MTS computer is. 7.4. Okay. Hopefully, it doesn't. Ding it too bad for being mm. from Lincoln. Uh, is that a new cardstock? Reason it's heavier weight paper. I think it, it takes the ink better. But yeah, it really does. Okay, uh, got it right here. Okay. Got off the presses. Facts on Lincoln in there. I think. Uh, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Don't tell Lincoln. Uh, there's a drawing of him and everything. Um, <laughs> the The score was an eight point three five. Whoa! Wow. So that was pretty unexpected. Um, but yeah. you know, seems worthy. 
that I, I think that's pretty accurate, you know? Of course it is, Brian. Yeah. I mean, we don't build semi-accurate... I was trying to be... <laughs> Supercomputers. Not, not a jerk about it. I know. You know I know it's yeah. 100% accurate, but, you know... The thing is, the thing is, Brian, we also... Uh, our, our good friend, uh, Elon Musk... Um, yeah. Friend of, the, friend of the podcast. Friend of the Musk. podcast, friend of gentleman. Yeah. Um, we've, we've really had to... We, you know, all the troubles he's gone through with the yeah. SEC. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of had to temper how we That's right. present we things get, in the podcast. We don't want to get sued. Right. Our legal beagles have... Um, <laughs> we can't make promises that aren't right. true. Right. They've been barking at us. So... So, yeah, we... It's yeah. it's uh, pretty infallible. It's mostly wink, infallible. Wink, wink. Uh, mostly unbelievably accurate. Always, maybe, accurate. <laughs> Please see the uh, terms and conditions after the show on podcast.gentleman.com. Right. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. That I was saying go to, you can, oh, no, I said, I did say podcast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, this is a professional podcast, so. Yeah, we. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's get back to it. All right. <laughs> uh, what do we got first, Glenn, on the gentleman tax this week? Right. Brian, well, in case you don't know, listener out there, if you, this is your first time listening to the show. We like to review some of the lovely things that everyone's posted throughout the week, uh, a couple weeks actually, on the site. Um, And the first one that we have, I actually posted. So I lined that all up just to say I, I, this is mine. Right. But um, I thought it was uh, a good one to talk about on the podcast because, well, let me just give you the title here: "Chickens Gang Up to Kill Intruder Fox on French Farm," and. You know, you hear that headline, and you're probably thinking like house. a gang, right? Like yeah. six, seven mm-hmm. people, one fox. Right. Like, wow, those are some salty chickens. Yeah, Brian, this article by BBC, the BBC uh, goes on to explain that this wasn't like a few chickens. Um, a juvenile fox in Brittany, which is apparently a French town, um, managed to uh, sneak into a hen house, thinking, like, you know, he probably is outside of it, smelling like, oh yeah, payday. Right. I know what I'm doing. He finds what a way in. What could go wrong? And he opens the door. No, he doesn't open the door. He's a fox. He he sneaks under the hole. Yes. And he peeks up through. And lo and behold, there's 3,000 chickens staring at him. Wow. Um, and he didn't make it out. Right. They had a um, fox autopsy. <laughs> and they found that the body was um, had blows to its neck that were blows from beaks. Mm. Uh, basically said, uh, yeah. 3,000 hens just kind of uh, went after him. It's kind of a frightening tale. You know, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I mean, because I've been in... Have you... I mean, I'm sure you have. You kind of grew up on a farmish kind of yeah, situation. But, You've been around. Yeah. So sometimes roosters hmm? can get a little um, dicey with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And you got to show them who's boss. That's right. right? Now, that works well. On a mono mono with one rooster, <laughs> yeah, mono mono <laughs> right. kind of situation. Right now, if there was sixty or six hundred yeah. right. of these things, uh, right, that that would be a little bit. That's more like the birds, the movie, right? Uh, than right. I mean, these were hens. So you're thinking, oh, they're docile, you know, mama hens, right. roosting. Turns yeah, out three thousand. I wouldn't want to walk into somewhere with three thousand. I mean, three no. thousand? No, 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 no. I'm not doing that anytime. 50 soon. would kind of make me uneasy. You know, like, Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, this podcast just makes us more paranoid about <laughs> with all the stuff that can go wrong. Right. We feature all the things that could possibly... Don't... I, I We probably should have given a disclaimer, Brian, because this week, uh, this podcast is... It's a little dark. There are some, there is some we, darkness. We explore here. some themes mm. that have happened around the world that... Yeah. Could yeah. be triggering. That's so true. So brace yourself, yeah. listener. Buckle up. Uh, uh, okay, but so the fox died, the hens were fine, and were I don't great. believe they had, did any jail time. Uh, no, well, they are behind bars. Uh, <laughs> they got life. Maybe they're cage-free. <laughs> they got life. <laughs> they got life. Uh, hopefully they get out for parole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it was... Uh, it, the, well, the, the fox slipped into their house right you know right it must have had its back turned self-defense must it must have had its back turned <laughs> yeah. and it was run, running out so they must have, yeah. uh okay glenn well uh very interesting stuff <sighs> well uh let's move on to another intriguing item all right Brian. well let's yeah let's let's lift things up a little bit <laughs> uh, a little bit lighter subject here this is an excellent uh tack posted by our good friend Zamoose. Zamoose brings the noise. He brings the funk every dang day, Brian. Yep. Uh, he wins the day every dang day. That's right. And he comes to Gentleman, and he posts this wonderful, uh, lighthearted tack about a three-day exposit- expedition to walk across Paris's underground. And um, if you're like me, and you have been living in a shed... For your life, you didn't know that underneath Paris there is a catacomb, a series of pathways and sewer ways that connect and uh, basically have been there for a long time since uh, King, I can't remember which king commissioned it done. Um, but it was a long time ago in France. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. They're old, they're dusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've since gone back through and uh, repaired them. But this article is about uh, journalist uh, Will Hunt, who, with a couple of other explorers, mm-hmm. um, decided to go on a rogue mission to explore. There's about, I thought it said four and a half miles, but maybe there's more. But there's a there's like four and a half miles of these windy, curvy catacombs underneath Paris. And they wanted to explore all of it um now the tale is very long and uh, it's on a site called long reads yeah so <laughs> that tells you anything. estimated <laughs> estimated read times 26 minutes Ooh, okay. so we'll give you some high points here okay yeah. but uh, essentially it talked the article is talking about some of the things that they encounter um while traversing all these catacombs for starters it's kind of perilous for a couple of reasons one uh it's illegal. They're not supposed to be down there. And if they get caught, um, it could be, they could go to jail. Um, it seems like they, they, this, the sense I got from reading this was that like, it probably wouldn't be that bad because there's lots of people that explore the catacombs. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fine. And then like they spent overnight in jail or something. Right. But they, they had to carry their passports with them. So in case something yeah. happened. Right. And the other thing too, is that if it starts to rain, um, they have to immediately find a ladder, otherwise the water can get waist deep, like real quick. Because they're in they're in drains, basically. So. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and so anyway, uh, they see lots of wonderful things, lots of weird things. I didn't know about any of this. I I I'd heard of the catacombs before. I didn't realize they were under France. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing about them is that they have a section where they basically 
buried, they decided, you know what, cemeteries, eh, let's just take our dead and put them underneath the street so we don't have to smell them. And mm-hmm. this is during yeah. the plague, uh, right? So we got bodies this, stacked high. Got this big hole. Well, right. we put some bodies in there. Yep. Uh, I thought you know I was interesting. I I didn't realize that originally they were limestone caverns basically that people dug to harvest the limestone so that they could build buildings in europe mm-hmm. and uh, that's why they're all the tunnels were there and the reason why they got the catacomb thing catacomb things directly related to like a tomb basically mm-hmm. but it was that they, they emptied us one of the biggest cemeteries in paris yeah uh, down into these tunnels and so and then they hired a group of workers to go and arrange them right so they have these really intricate you yeah know, they make hearts with skulls yeah, just, and it's just literally bones just uh-huh. stacked it's in the same like femurs on femur you know like they right. they're very creative in how they stack them too yeah typical you know french uh you know femur stacking femur stacking yeah you, know, I hate you to, study uh, it in art, art I hate history to paint with that wide of a brush <laughs> right. right but you know look it is what it is yeah Brian. there's a reason it's a tip it's a stereotype that's right, right. exactly uh yeah they, six million i believe they, they they unloaded six million dead bodies down there well I'm sure it smelled great that's a lot yeah um, yeah. So anyway, the, but that, that part of it was probably not interesting. Uh, I found the article itself to be a little bit, the, the historical part of it was really interesting, but the whole thing about them going through this, it really, there really wasn't much depth to it. All the, I mean, it, it was yeah. a ragtag group of four or five people that were illegally walking in tunnels underneath Paris Right, is essentially what the thing is. And they didn't really have any big revelations, but right. there was a lot of really good history about yeah. They had a, a whole parallel thing that was going on where he explained the first photographer that came down and started yeah. photographing the, the catacombs. And then it started this whole chain reaction of people being fascinated with these these tunnels mm-hmm. and what was going on down there. And so in the late 1800s was the first time that people really, the public started wanting to come down there. And now it's closed to the public, but people still illegally go down there. And um, so anyway, it's a really interesting feature of paris and i don't know if if any other towns have anything like that i mean <laughs> no. i know in, i know in seattle they have a whole sunken street yeah they have the... tour, but it's not like citywide or anything like no that, so. it's just under a section uh yeah it's a really great read like you said the probably the most interesting part is at the end when they pop out of the manhole mm-hmm. and like scare people yeah. um i should say it's the most interesting it's the most it's pretty anticlimactic yeah they're just walking around and nothing really happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to rain. Well, it doesn't rain. Yeah. And, you know, nothing really. But it's still a great, great read. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zamoose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well Brian. Done. So if you don't know about the catacombs, then go check it out on podcast.shenoma.com. And I should say, I went and I went and looked this up. Apparently, you can legally go uh, down into the catacombs. You pay, uh, you know, a fee. It's kind of like first come, first serve. It's like uh, Walt Disney World, except with skulls with, and with femurs. dead stuff. Yeah, plague bones. Um, yeah, so you can't Family you can't vacation? Right. Let's go to the catacombs. Right. Yeah, you know, kids, you've seen Walt Disney. You've seen uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, you know that Star Wars land thing. You don't want that. <laughs> bone um, Wars. Bone Wars, yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that's enough of that. That's mm-hmm. just making me... Weirded out to try to think about that. <laughs> um, next up, uh, the the final thing we're going to talk about uh, as far as taxongentleman.com goes is called Facebook can't find enough local news for its local news service. And I posted this to Gentleman, and uh, 
this was kind of an intriguing article to me because we we don't exactly paint Facebook in a positive light very often here. Yeah, who does? And we're not going to start today. <laughs> um, to be fair, we've been doing that for a long time. That's right. Before it was cool to dump on Facebook, right. we were dumping on Facebook. We, so. we were the, the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. many years ago. Um, so this is a very ironic post from Engadget. And the reason it's ironic is because... So Facebook in November created this local news service. And, you know, they have this big fanfare release thing where they get up in front of everybody and they say, we're going to help local news paper and they're struggling we're going to help them get this all figured out so we're going to we're going to create this service that makes it way easier for people to access local news but the problem is by november of 2018 they looked around and they figured out that most of the united states <laughs> are in parts of the country where there are no more local news services and why are there no more local news services this article you know this isn't they they, they say this isn't the only reason but facebook they describe it as vacuumed up these newspapers' ad dollars. Um, so the the newspapers that we all used to know and love um, that were slow to move to the whole digital side of right. things and didn't really know what to do with it mm-hmm. um, basically got killed off by all the ad dollars that you know all of a sudden they had to put everything on Facebook and then Facebook was sucking up money from from their stuff and all the all the various different stuff and. You know, the online ads have been terrible and those are going downhill. So basically mm-hmm. all these media companies are dying. And so this local news service that they much touted, um, I believe they said in 35% of the U S it doesn't work because there's no services that provide any local news anymore. Right. So Brian, you and I worked at a local news company. That's where actually where we met mm-hmm. and, um, which we can't say the name of, right. But it was a newspaper, right. In Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> Yep. And um, so the newspaper that may be in Lawrence, Kansas, um, had, I remember, I don't know, four years ago, they had a big push to try to um, be a part of, I guess Facebook had some kind of like... um, Service where you'd you'd upload your stories or had a special feed for your story. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. And basically, you had to completely jump through all these hoops and format everything for Facebook and shove it up to Facebook, mm-hmm. and then they would serve ads for you. Mm-hmm. And then, so the idea was basically whatever online presence you had, you just hand it over to Facebook mm-hmm. in the hopes that they could sell ads for you. This was in the heyday of the Google Pages that were like this too. Yeah. So uh, Google came out with those. Those fast pages or whatever. Oh, what's it called? Google Optimize. I don't remember. But there are mobile optimized pages. Still there. I mean, they still use them. Yeah. Yeah. And so Facebook picked up on this and they had their own version of that. Yeah. And so it was just, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I I think that the newspaper industry, and we got to see it like live firsthand. Yeah, we were live blogging the whole thing. Yeah. Was going to- <laughs> right. Where it made a made yeah the news I don't think they knew how to respond and they just thought well Facebook's like they're yeah they're, they're the big platform now so we get to do whatever we can we missed out on this whole internet thing so we right gotta right throw our lot in with we're not missing comes- out on this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so that's basically it yeah it's yeah. it's a shame local news is I love local news I grew up and had a local news like I lived in a small town. And we had a small town newspaper, and it was amazing. Like it was just yeah. fantastic. 
Um, and it's a really sad. I know that the world has changed and times are different, but it's a really sad thing. It is sad. I and much as I malign the newspaper, right? That we were just the aforementioned mm-hmm. newspaper. I do still read the stuff that's about our town. Yeah, you know, and if that goes away, that they don't have that anymore, I can't read about stuff in town. That's gonna yeah. be pretty pretty heavy blow. We're uh, gonna have to carry that burden, Brian. I guess it's time for some guerrilla journalism. <laughs> hey. Gonzo journalism in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. That's right. <laughs> I'll get a typewriter, some dark sun- sunglasses, sit downtown like and see what happens. Smoke. <laughs> yeah, uh, it could happen. I don't know. <laughs> we could have like offices and like poorly lit, you know, upstairs <laughs> downtown establishment. Uh, you know, I'm thinking more of. Uh, What's it called? Um, All the President's Men or yeah. something. <laughs> Me and you are Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're, we're cracking all the major cases in Lawrence, right, Kansas. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, we can work on that. That can be... That can, hey. if, if the newspaper uh, happens to fold, then look, we'll be right there to take up its mantle. If anybody has shown that we can, uh, you know, make a website... Destroy a company. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. That's true. We were there. We're, we're the probably, closers. Yeah, the closers. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, well, Glenn. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. All we right. We're going to get into that too much. Let's lighten it up a little bit. So, Glenn. Yeah, Ooh. let's lighten it up a little. Uh, time for the toast this week. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to harp on this, but this, unfortunately, again, is a time where somebody that is... Really well known, really influential, mm-hmm. really awesome has unfortunately passed away. And uh, but in this case, uh, this person had a long, uh, I hope, very fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. His name's Dick Dale, and you may know him as the father of not only surf music, rock, yeah, in in general, but yeah. also all that guitar stuff that happened after it you know the Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. the led zeppelin kind of stuff you know was all really influenced by this one guy that um and you know the first time i heard miser lou which was mm-hmm. you know probably tied with the pulp fiction soundtrack I was say yeah i was i'm a guitar player and i was completely blown away by it because not that it was incredible guitar playing but it was so far ahead of its time because the kind of techniques that he was using uh at the time in the early, early 1960s were pretty much the exact same stuff that came into uh, focus around Jimi Hendrix's time and thereafter mm-hmm. where guitar players really started, you know, becoming very technically proficient. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy was doing it back when no one was technically proficient. Right. And I didn't realize this. This is really interesting, but Miserlou is actually, his family is from Lebanon and he had kind of knew how to play guitar and then he went and learned some folk music mm-hmm. from that country. Yeah. And he brought it back. And Miserly was actually one of those folk songs that he put into a higher tempo and played on electric guitar. And that was the sound that kind of started his career and he's always been identified with. And he's been, you know, playing in that style forever since. So, yeah. Uh, but like I said, really ahead of his time. Uh, did all kinds of music throughout his career. He was still touring when he, he recently had his health failing. He's 81 years old, so 
Obviously, he's going to start having some health problems, but he was still trying to tour through all those problems and everything like that. And uh, anyway, yeah, he he beat cancer twice. Yeah, um, and 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 he didn't die from it either. I mean, he yeah. he had a long life from after first getting diagnosed. Um, gosh, I think he was probably fifty or something like that the first mm-hmm. time. Um, so pretty pretty incredible, pretty incredible guy, just overcoming a lot of adversity. And yeah, he. Uh, I thought that was, I didn't know that about the the Eastern influence, uh, mm-hmm. the sitar based, you yeah, know, it's really crazy scales and mm-hmm. um, it's really cool. Um, and you and you listen to it again, and you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. But when you're when you're initially listening to it, it just sounds so like, oh, this is California. Yeah. This is you know surf style music, yeah. and so yeah, it's it's pretty. No, crazy. it's Lebanese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did really like this uh, quote. From an interview he gave in 2015, Mr. Dale said, Don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday because it's used. It's either good or it leaves you feeling bad. Don't waste your time or energy working, worrying about tomorrow. Nice. So That's good. Yeah. That's good. Very, very true words of wisdom from Mr. Dale. Um, so anyway, Glenn. Well, let's, uh, let's toast Mr. Dick Dale. It's Mr. Dale. Um to a remarkable life and yeah. influential life on music and pop culture as we know it. So, okay, Glenn. Well, let's talk about the um, hot button topic. topic. And this week, Glenn, some interesting developments are Ooh. happening extremely quickly. Oh man! In fact, when we start this talking about this on this podcast, yeah. by the time we're done talking yeah. about it, I'm sure something will. Have some new component will have come into place for this thing. Mm-hmm. But basically, around all of this, as sports are changing as we know it. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways in which it's changing is the concept of esports. Yep. And Glenn, you sent me a link recently that it was all about now high school Esports are an official thing. In like 11 states, I think, they're 11 officially states, recognized as a the, sport. So you can go out for soccer or you can go out for esports. And mm-hmm. esports are... There, there's, Maybe both. There's a whole... Well, <laughs> esports take a lot of time. Right? Yeah, they do. So, um, but that is something interesting about it. Uh, I was on a club team in college. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to get back to that. But um, so with esports... So in high school... Now, okay, so in high school you can... You can do esports, yep. which okay. Uh, some people would say, okay, well, that's just you know a hobby. That you can also play chess in mm-hmm. high school. There's right, a chess club. Right. This is not this is not big news, you know. But actual universities now, in fact, Baker University, which is just down the road from us, mm-hmm. which is a small private university. Yep. But they are starting up an esports team. Wichita State University, I believe, has an esports team. Uh, there are some other pretty heavy hitters in universities that are throwing the weight of, you know, you got football and basketball, and they're throwing the weight of a bunch of money mm-hmm. into having an actual legitimate esports program mm-hmm. at their universities. So it means that as potentially as a very good video game player, you could get free tuition, yep. free room and board, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you actually, you could probably just... Uh, practice your your craft and then go drink some beers and eat some cheetos right because it's hot like, pockets yeah your body <laughs> yeah. 
pizza shuttle if you're so lucky. Um, right. But no, so it's a, it's a whole thing. There's a couple different articles about this, and we and we just happened to unearth them right around the same time. But what I was saying was, this is changing so quickly. Like I, one of the guys they talked to in one of these articles was basically nobody a year and a half ago, and because of Fortnite, which is right. a very popular video game, which yeah. is one of the games that these the esports guys play and girls, uh, because of Fortnite, I think they said at one point it added 125 million users and six months or something like yeah. that. And uh, he basically lashed onto that community and rode it like a wave up to the point where he's making his living off of playing video games and showing them online. He's, he's sponsored by State Farm. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. They have... In- the Mayhem guy? Yeah, the, well, no, that's Allstate. <laughs> yeah, that's Allstate. State Farm is the one with the NBA guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. James Harden and yeah. uh, Chris Paul. And so they have they're they're big into sponsored sports stuff, and now they're doing esports. So, mm-hmm. Glenn, I gotta know how you feel about this. How I think you e- know, Brian. Esports and being an official, sanctioned sports program at major universities. You, you know how I feel. No, I don't. I don't know how you feel. How can you not know? How can I not know? I think you're against this. <laughs> Darn tootin'. I, I think you're I, against this. Let me tell you, Brian. Now, normally you're so free thinking, and I'm. But you're I just right. sense I sense uh, that you're not on board with you, this. You saw the dark cloud form over my uh, yeah. head as you were I, explaining. I, well, the you I'm know, using air quotes here. Esports. I can see oh, you yeah, just I'm, shifting around your seat. Body over language. There. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me tell you how it is. I am willing to concede that curling might be a sport. Yeah. You know why? Something moves. Yeah. Like a physical mm-hmm. object moves. Right. Bowling. What about car racing? The car moves in real life. Yep. Yeah. And you're moving the steering wheel and it's moving 200 miles an hour. Okay. And there's danger involved. Well, that's true. Okay. Life and limb, peril. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that happens. Yeah. Um car racing, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh curling, bowling. You can drink beer and eat nachos and bowl. That's true. But there's still some physical skill required that I haven't mastered. No. All right. Have you mastered Fortnite? <laughs> no. I've never played Fortnite. Which maybe, I will concede, maybe that's why I am so down in the mouth on this. But Brian, back in my day, if you wanted an athletic scholarship, mm-hmm. well, is it a, okay, I guess you're, uh, seriously, well, of course I'm being serious all the time when yeah. I argue my points here. This is very serious. But are you considered an athlete? Mm-hmm. Like eSport? Mm-hmm. Are, you con- are you called an athlete if you... I think you eat, I think you eat in the cafeteria with all the athletes. Really? Yeah. I th- It's the same thing. I think, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's no way I'm for that, Brian. <laughs> uh, no can do. And I, 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 I just don't, I call me old, call me, uh, you know, a curmudgeon here, but mm-hmm. there's no way that playing video games, which I used to love in college, mm-hmm. can be considered, considered a sport. Right. So, right. Um, and now I am a little jaded, a little biased. I did run for two weeks at KU. That's right. You're a former college athlete. For two weeks, mm-hmm. I did. So, uh, you know, maybe that's why I have a, a strong bias. Um, well, Glenn, I, I'm completely for this. Well, I'm I'm completely for this. <laughs> as usual, this uh-huh. is uh, this is something that we're going to have to disagree on because right. look, I was never a college athlete. I was never a high school athlete. My high school had t- two thousand people in it. Yeah. So if you were going right. to be involved in any kind of athletics, you had to be. Uh, gifted with right athletic talent 
that maybe your peers didn't have. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have this opportunity, right? Have you ever seen The Beautiful Mind? I, I have. <laughs> That's basically who I was. Oh, you know, really? super intelligent, right? Uh, figuring out math problems over lunch hours, Anything stuff like that. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point is, had this, and this is an actual career path too, by the way. There are, pro- yeah. There, there's, I think there's, there, there was projecting this year that a billion dollars is going into this in various directions. So the point is, Glenn, imagine this, okay? You're a high school athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, don't, you get picked last on the dodgeball team. You know what I mean? But you're good at video games. Right. That's your thing, you know? And in the past, in the past, you didn't have a way to pursue that any further, you know? Right. And now there's this whole opportunity for people that have enjoyed video games. That's their passion to pursue that, not only in high school, but college. And then maybe... If they're very for- if they're very good and they're very fortunate, uh, get an actual career where they're sponsored by State Farm to play video games. I guess I guess maybe I didn't see it that way, Brian. So how is it bad, Glenn? How could it possibly be bad if we're opening up all these opportunities for people that are talented in their own way at these things? I guess I guess I just have to get used to this. It's a new reality. It's a new reality. Um, I you know I would guess I would consider it like okay. I guess I do see the parallel here. But yeah, no. So okay, so you could. So now you get your entire college tuition paid for if you play the games. And I, I was I actually thought about this because a couple of years ago, or maybe about a year and a half ago, I read an article. Probably about a year and a half ago, I read an article about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield yeah. is the former quarterback at the Oklahoma Sooners, who's now Cleveland in the Browns NFL. Yeah. And he said he, at some point he was seriously considering trying to do esports because apparently he's really good at whatever game. You know, so here you have this guy that's, you know, making millions and millions of dollars in the NFL. Yeah. And at one point he seriously contemplated becoming a professional video game player yeah. instead, which in my mind would be a total waste because right. he's when a great quarterback. When you have the physical ability to do that stuff, right. you should probably use that because, you know, maybe later in life you can join the seniors uh, <laughs> Fortnite tour or whatever. Right. right. <laughs> I don't know if that exists. It should. And if it doesn't, I'm going to create it. But um, anyway, the point is, Glenn. So I think that that's, but there's a distinction. People right now, people don't see that there's no difference between the two. In fact, I was an unwitting viewer of a, I was a few years ago. So I was, look, I'm way, I'm way ahead of my time here. A few years ago, I was waiting for the NIT um, oh yes, the NIT <laughs> selections show. <laughs> now, as a college sports fan, I am very invested in my college teams. Right? How they how they do you know football and basketball? Win, lose, or draw. <clears throat> and this particular year, this particular year, they weren't going to make the NCAA tournament, but they were going to make the NIT tournament. Right? Yeah. The and it's debatable which one's more important. Kentucky went to the NIT what, hey. a couple years ago, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, K State at some point went to the NIT tournament. Um, but uh, anyway, so Glenn, I was waiting for the N- the NIT selection show, 
<laughs> because I was going to find out if my team was going to make the NIT. <laughs> so I was always already feeling a little bit bad about this because I wasn't watching the March Madness. Built a little low. I wasn't watching the March Madness thing. <laughs> what but time was it at night? Like- <laughs> I don't even know. But the point was, I changed over to watch it. And there was something else on. And I was like, okay, well, this must just be right before mm-hmm. they're ending this thing and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But no, it was a whole show about the esports March Madness yeah. tournament thing that they were doing where they had colleges. Wow. And they oh, were, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. doing a bracket yep. for their esports. Yeah. So I had to sit there already upset that my team wasn't in the NCAA tournament and instead watch a show about esports bracket. Right, whatever that is, and that's that was more important than the NIT show. And by the way, the K State Wildcats did not make the. I was going to say, I don't think they made it. They didn't. They didn't even make it. It was like insult. So to add, yeah, (laughs) to add salt in the wound. um, So there was that. So anyway, the point is, Glenn. So I, I I was on board with this really early. I said, okay, you know, this is humiliating for me, but uh, I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And we're slowly getting there. And, uh, you know, I thought that was really interesting about the Fortnite thing because it's very much like Instagram, where if you came in at the right time yep. and you promoted yourself in the right way, yep. um, got you a can bajillion followers, ride the wave right up mm-hmm. into making some some decent cash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're probably talking about 1% of the people that actually, you know, attempt to do this mm-hmm. probably are successful enough to do it. You know, or find a way to to make it work. YouTube, um, yeah, same same story. YouTube influencers, right? Yeah, the gentleman influencers, yeah, of course. All those we we know Smooth, as well. Yeah, Razorback, mm-hmm. yeah, all the classics, right? You know, they rode that wave, right, 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 right to the top. right to the top. <laughs> Spots of uh, shit money, yeah, exactly. Uh, State Farm, I think, is <laughs> working with with Razorback now. So, uh, State Farm Pest Control, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but anyway, Glenn. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so so what I was saying was, I think it's really interesting that these communities can foster that kind of a thing that will actually create a career for somebody. And I think we're just like at the very beginning of this. I think yeah. this is going to get more and more. Pr- I, it's hard for me to envision a day where I'm going to watch my K State Wildcat esports team take on you know somebody else in the Big Twelve playing Fortnite. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That seems pretty weird to me, um, but. <laughs> Those, those days are upon us whether we would have them or not i think it's going to take a couple i think it's going to take a generation right i think this generation yeah like if you're 17 or 18 years old and you're like dad look um i could do the football thing but i'm gonna do the esport thing and the dad is like i don't know how to relate to you right now this mm-hmm. is you know it's a hard sell yeah instead of like Dad, I really wanna I really wanna make the basketball team at this, you know, yeah. division two school. Right. Go for it, son. You know, yeah. like or, we'll or, be out there every day yeah. shooting hoops. That's right. What do you need? <laughs> well, I need a new controller. That's right. what I need. <laughs> yeah. And an ergonomic chair. because <laughs> uh, carpal tunnel is and some a Cheetos. <laughs> right. Is that too much to Hot ask? Pockets. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a hard sell, but I think I think in a generation, the you know, this first generation mm-hmm. right now is kind of to grow up with it. Right. So those people who have kids mm-hmm. Well, those kids will be, they'll, they'll understand yeah. it more. Um, and I think that's when it will really take hold. I think I, I think if you're 17 or 18 years old, I mean, you know, my kids aren't that old yet. So I think if, I think some people, they're just happy that their kids are excited about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, well, if you want to do that and you're not excited about anything else, 
that's awesome. It, so it totally uh, invalidates any parents' ar- argument against right. playing video games right. ever again. Kind yeah. of. Well, I mean, the argument's always like, "Oh, you should do your homework. Right. You can't right. do anything with those video games." Right. You know, and now the kid can just be like, "Well, actually, I could be a millionaire right. doing this." So, but I, I mean, I kind of had the same. I mean, not the same, but I had like a similar uh, conversation with my parents. Like, why are you building websites? Like, you should be studying. Or oh. like, well. I like it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm a dork, you know. Yeah. And then actually, you know, I that's what I do for a living now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I get it. Yeah. But parents yeah. just don't understand. Well, that's true, man. Yeah. Will Smith got it right. TJ Jazzy's Jeff. That's they, right. Uh, nailed it on the head there. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, I guess we're gonna have to dis- agree to disagree here. Oh yeah. I'm vehemently for this. Right. I'm absolutely against it. I know you are. Yeah. This is. We'll, so, we'll have to talk about this off out of the podcast because right. we only have so much time. To sit here and go over this. We've got several hours after we right. stop record to Cigars, discuss this, cuffs. get this all hashed out. Mm-hmm. We've got to work this out before <laughs> March Madness time. Well, you know I brought I mean? my fighting trousers, so... Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I guess we'll have to see how, how that goes. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the final part of the Ge- uh, Gentleman Podcast, which is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. And uh, this, this week, Glenn, very important week. Oh, yeah. Favorite time of the year. This is March Madness time. This is... This is... Like... Christmas and this week are. And the Christmas is one day. And the gentleman calendar. Yeah. <laughs> gentleman. Which you can order for nine ninety five from our website. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm sorry. We don't actually have any calendars. But if we did, uh, March Madness would be Advent season. It would be. Yeah. It would be a holiday. I yeah. mean, we were talking about this earlier, where you know March Madness week is like right. activity week, <laughs> right. where you're. You know, feats of strength, right. and you know it's basically a big field. Chicken wings, yeah. Chicken wing eating, the chicken contest. wing, yeah. The gusto drinking contest, right, right. and um, right. stuff like that. But uh, but anyway, so okay, so this is a big week, right? One of the biggest questions to be figured out, yes, this week is your racket, mm. right? Yeah, that's the that's the. I mean, it all comes down to that. You gotta. You got to put weeks of thought and effort mm. and discipline. Waking up, mm. looking at the names, putting them down, right. looking at them. You know, right. flipping coins, field of sixty-four. Okay, dropping octopuses, memorizing mascots. Yeah, yes, all the all the you know, dropping whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. You know, uh, to get your bracket right. <clears throat> right, but the oh, most yeah. important thing to come out of that is what's your final four. Well, Brian, you and I take vastly different approaches to. Our bracket selections. I use science and right. I, I'm more of a woo woo, touchy feely. Right. Uh, yeah. My gut kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not surprisingly, you usually win our bracket challenge. I don't know. It's starting to even up. I think. Have you have you won the last two? I'm, I think I've won the last one. I can't remember if it's been two in a row, but I, I know I won the last one. Last one stung. That one stung for me. Yeah, we we K, KU. I think the I think the difference was KU overachieved, mm-hmm. and I had them overachieving. And I think mm-hmm. it's all about the later rounds. K State overachieved, but I did not pick them to right. overachieve. Right, so that was a right. That was a tough. Yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, I usually fill mine out in about seven minutes, and he usually figures out in about seven, seven days. days. Yeah, yes. So, uh, and it says a lot about us. Like, that's basically <laughs> how we approach life in general, uh, which is why we're a good team. Um, I know if, if it's going to be detail-oriented, Brian will, he's already like... Oh, yeah, the gears are already turning. Right. Yeah. And me, I'm just along for the ride, basically. So, yeah. 
Uh, and who knows what ride it'll be. That's right. And uh, sometimes you win. <laughs> sometimes and I'm I, like, God, God, I spent seven days <laughs> doing this. <laughs> yeah, I just God created the world in seven days. <laughs> I made this bracket. Right. Yeah. So you you put a lot of time into I it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of go by gut. Mm-hmm. And pure luck, which yep. um, oftentimes so, sometimes win. And so my final four. Sorry. Yeah. So my what's your four. what's your gut telling you on this final? All four? right. Out of the hang on a second. Let me get the regions down here. Out of the East region, I have Sparty, Michigan State, the number two seed. Okay. Uh, upending Duke. I don't think Duke. I think Duke. Everybody, everybody has Duke going all the way and winning everything. And it is my thought or experience that that doesn't hardly ever work in the. Thing we love and know is March Madness. So, Duke is going down at some point. Are they the number one overall? They're the number one about? overall. Okay. Uh, in the South region, I am, excuse me, in the West region, I am going against my personal rule of thumb, and I'm going with Gonzaga, the number one. Really? Seed. That's an interesting choice for now, you. Now I'm biased because I went and saw them play earlier this year. Oh, at, that's right. At you home. went to their. They went, they went to their. Now, let me tell you, when they were beaten up on a much lesser school, they looked really, really, really good. Okay. So. They've got a couple of pro prospects there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody's good as Adam Morrison, but uh, but he really stood the test of time. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. One of the best ever mm-hmm. in the pros. Uh, okay, so out of the West, we have the Zags. Gonzaga, go Zags. Out of the South, I have the number two seed, Tennessee. Okay, interesting. Virginia beat me last year, or bit me last year by being the first number one seed to ever lose in the first round. Yep. Um, that was an amazing game. And then in the Midwest region, I have North Carolina. I hate it, but I have North Carolina. Really? My, my Jayhawks, the number four seed, are not going to beat them. Or actually, yeah, they're just not going to beat them. They could lose before they even get to them. So that's what I got, Brian. Okay. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> we, have some, we have some overlaps, okay? Pretty chalky, right? One yeah. or two seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, for me, yeah. I'm going to launch into this. No, not really. Just, <laughs> not, um, and in, in the East region, mm. I've got I do have Duke. Okay. So now look, here's the thing, right? A lot of people have weird memories about how often Duke actually makes it to the championship. They do, you know, quite often, <laughs> surprisingly often. How many times have they made it in the last? I don't know. A lot. I don't know, but a significant amount. Coach K is apparently a good coach yes yeah yeah so i'm i'm and you know they got zion who you know for very good reasons chose duke to go to school nike shoes can't can't contain them no academics you know all that stuff it's all it's all perfect housing arrangements for his parents yeah yeah well that was i think that was an offer from some other school but um okay so then in the west region i've got michigan Ooh. yep i almost went with that I like John Belleen. I think he, um, he's he been there a couple times now. He's really gotten Michigan churning out Final Four caliber teams. I can see him making it there again this year. It feels like the Big Ten is the conference where they kind of like muddle through the season. Mm-hmm. And at the end, somebody from the Big Ten is always like near the top. Yeah, it's got to be somebody. I mean, I figured them or Michigan State, but yep. because I chose Duke, I didn't go okay. yep. with that. But... Um, Okay, so in the South region, mm. Kansas State, obviously. 
Wow, Final Four, the four seed. That's right. Dark yeah. Horse. Whoa, 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 whoa. The three-point favorite the, the, for their first game. The the team that just won the Big 12? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, right. You think it's that big of a dark horse to make the Final Four? I mean, they're Big 12 champions, Glenn. I will say, okay, so they got to beat Virginia. Maybe. Okay, in theory, the number one seed is Virginia. The number two seed is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now, KU beat Tennessee earlier. No so problem. I've seen them. I've seen them up close. No problem. And K State has beat KU this year. No problem. We're down so, a player. We're down a player. So is Dean Wade out? He's out for the whole Dean tournament. Wade, I believe so. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So we're only going to be beaten by people by 10, 15, 20 points. Schiss isn't a rope a dope. Are they just saying he's out and he's going to like show up on the court? You never know. With as good of a coach as Bruce Weber is. Yeah. And I have always believed in him. I even through that. Esports NIT mm-hmm. fiasco. <laughs> I was like totally on board with Bruce. Yeah. Behind you, man. Yeah. He does really well with the media too. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's exceptional. If, right. Right. Uh so anyway, Glenn, I, I I'm I'm feeling good about that. Try hard chart. <laughs> uh and then in the uh in the south or no, I already said the south. In the Midwest region, finally in the Midwest region, I've got North Carolina. Can, oh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, not I do. No, I've got I've got North Carolina. My Tar Heels are going to oh, uh, they're they're going to get the job done this year. Mm. They've had a rough couple of years, but they they were they were doing pretty well there for a while. Where they had some some uh, national championships. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Plural. Yeah. So um. So anyway, like KU has three. Well, I mean. Were they back to back? I can't remember. It was like uh no, they weren't. They weren't back to like back. Two, it was two within a very short amount of time there. Oh, North Carolina's. Yeah, North Carolina. Uh, I, I wouldn't I couldn't tell you. I couldn't yeah, tell you. I don't know. Uh, I, I prefer not to know. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. So anyway, my point is Roy's got the experience in the national championships. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't like a fluke or anything like that. You know what I mean? That that he won a national championship. So uh so the uh so I I'm I'm believing in Roy. And I think he can get there. Now, he's going to run into a buzzsaw when he has to play K-State. K-U. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to come up against each other in the Final Four. Mm. And then it's going to be K-State and Duke for all the for all the, for all all the the marbles. The matchup that everyone wants to see. Must-see TV. Must-see TV. Are they going to show it on True TV? Are they well, gonna- <laughs> I, it'll be on True TV. It'll be on CBS. Worldwide. Yeah, everywhere. It's going to uh, be. Wow. Man. I'm, I thought Dean Wade, I didn't know he was out for the tournament. Uh, it's not been officially announced, but it's, it's he's done. Man. Yeah. Is UC Irvine, are they the Anteaters? Am I remembering that correctly? That sounds right. You, you're going to have a, I mean, both KU and K-State are on upset alert, uh, according to Joey Brackett's. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's got some anti-K-State bias. I would not be surprised. Well, yeah. Right, I wouldn't. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if KU lost first round. That that's my stance. Yeah, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. I will be surprised if KU makes it out of the first weekend. That's just how I feel. Who's their second round matchup? Maybe uh, Auburn. Winner of Auburn or New Mexico State. Mm. Right. If they have to play Auburn, right? I think that might be more of a. It's tough. Uh, KU is weird though because they're they they don't have. You know, they started the season with as a bouquet. Right. And he's not gonna be back. Right. And they they also started the season with LeGerald Vic and he's not gonna be back. Nope. 
And so they've had to, and that's kind of, they've had to patchwork stuff around to, you know, different players doing different roles and stuff like that. Cause LeGerald Vick played for several, like a long time every game. I can't remember what his minutes played were, but it was like 30 minutes. Oh yeah. He was, a, he was a starter. And so now they've yeah. had to kind of cart, like put minutes for other people. Yeah. And as a bouquet was, they were, they beat Tennessee and everybody right. in the non-con when as a bouquet, yeah. their seven foot center was, you know, just destroying everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't. That's weird. Uh, Dean Wade being out. That's going to be different. But K State had that run of that tournament last year with Dean Wade out. And maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's not a good thing. But he's not a seven footer center. He's he's right. He's you know, a stretch. Yeah, he's yeah. just a. He's basically a power forward kind of guy. And yeah. So, but he's one of our leading scorers. So mm-hmm. that's that does count for a little something. Yeah, just a little. Uh, maybe it's just the season, Glenn. I don't know. Uh, maybe Brian, I'm just feeling optimistic. You know what? You know what I mean? Go with it. I, I, my heart of hearts, I hope K State makes a Final Four. I really do. They're hard to not. They're a team. Uh, we joked about possibly toasting Bruce Weber. Right? It's, such, it's it's what college basketball is all about, Glenn. Okay, just 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 yeah. let me go with this first before yeah, okay. you. <laughs> right. Okay. They, yeah. they tr- they're 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 good. They're a great team to root for. Um. You know, in in light of what has happened this basketball season, scandals, alleged or otherwise, um, they're a team that, a Nike school, that has not uh, reported any incidents, and I applaud that. That's that's good. So, (laughs) nor will you find any incidents with... uh, No, I don't think we will. I mean, honestly, like, the the recruits, when they came to K-State, they weren't highly... Touted. I mean, there's no. No, this is the, these are the three guys that weren't. I mean, Dean Wade was a he was a four star. But he but I mean he was like late in his high school career. He didn't he grow. Am I? I don't think he was. No, I mean I think he just wasn't. He wasn't ultra heavily recruited, but okay. grew up a K State fan. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he definitely had people coming after him, but it wasn't like right as crazy as you'd think it would be because yeah. he's from small town Kansas. A lot of people kind of freaked out about that because. Yeah. If you're well, not from a metropolitan area, right. you don't play as many uh, other athletes from big schools and stuff like that. And I think he was late, maybe get doing the AEU type stuff, yeah, something like that. But um, so he's kind of late recruited. But yeah, but yeah, I mean Xavier Sneed was a four star, okay, you know. So they're and he looks like a four star recruit. Yeah. Like he's got the body and the height and the yeah. So they're they're you know they have it's kind of mixed <laughs> between people. And Barry Brown was not. He was yeah. a three star kind really? of really mm-hmm. okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's, they're all senior, like most of them are seniors now. Xavier needs a junior. And, um, so, but they, uh, they do things the right way, Glenn. They're fun to watch. Defensively sound. Mm-hmm. One of the best defensive teams in the country. I'm looking forward to the national championship game. Going to be, going to be really I good. I am too. Going to be, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting. Too. I'm going to be nervous, you know? <laughs> right, right. Pins and needles. I know. Pins and needles. It's going to be tough. But, uh, uh, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. I, I, um, sadly, I don't, I don't believe that they will, that they will make it to the championship game. That's all right, Glenn. Um, That's all right. Could they it. make it to the final four? Sure. Yes. They could. That's a yes. Uh, uh that that is yes they could mm-hmm. they yes, could make they could make the final four yeah um but I, I, they're officially I, in the tournament so that is that is true that is true mm-hmm. yep so really it's a it's tough to say <clears throat> I don't think Cave's gonna make the final four I think they will overachieve well okay I'm contradicting myself I'm gonna use a quote from Walt Whitman uh do I contradict myself 
Fine, I contradict myself. I have many volumes. And that means, Brian, <laughs> that... Um, it means, Brian, that I am deep... <laughs> Let's just cut the segment. I am... Yeah. <clears throat> I botched the quote. It, 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 I'll get it later. Okay. Um, Forgetting the Walt Whitman quote, what uh, what were you trying to say? I was trying to say that I actually think... We had a side bet going on. I proposed a side bet, which oh, you uh, you yeah. definitely you definitely no no no, no I'm not deflected. I'm not here. deflecting. I, Who would go further in the tournament, KU or K State? That's tough because K State has such a hard path. Also, there's a lot of pressure on them. There's a lot of pressure on them. This is the year. They're all seniors. This is Bruce's team. There's there's pressure. God, is this the hot button topic? <laughs> We can't, it's difficult. We're already getting into the madness of March. Okay, you're this right. Is, this, you're right. This, is, this, isn't be, this isn't going to be settled until we're sitting down at a table at Henry T's. With a plate full of wings. With a plate full of wings. And a gusto of horrible beer. Yes. <laughs> already looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, let's, uh, let's, get, let's finish this podcast so we can get on with things and then uh, get over to Henry T's. Let's put the dogs to bed. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, that was episode number 155. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Enjoy your March Madness, and good luck on your brackets. And I hope you get them all right. That's right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Go Jayhawks. I edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>